The following podcast is rated D for dumb. You're listening to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Listen to Dave commute to and from work on the New York State Thruway in his 2008 Kia Rio LX. He talks about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Join Dave as he asks and tells you how life ought to be. And now, here's Dave. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumbing It Down with Dave. Ready to do a show? Let's do it. Fantastic. Oh, it's so great. Everybody's out of their minds. Beautiful Sunday morning out here in upstate New York. Just uh, finished two beautiful sun summer days, and now we're back to sort of winter. Although it's not freezing like 32. It's like, I think it's like 40s or 50s. But it is February 26th, Sunday, February 26th, 7.37 in the morning. Hello, dum-dums. Welcome to the Dumbcast. Thank you for taking a ride with me listening to my commute during your commute here in my porta potty and uh, this episode we're going to call how to win powerball episode two i did episode one i went long as usual uh didn't finish the entire thought and decided to do number two and i wrote some notes actually uh because uh, there was just things uh that i thought about i said i should get to this and uh I've actually listened to that podcast a couple times, and um, I know I'm going to leave some things out. So my apologies. I would like you, by the way, just want to let you know, it's okay to leave a comment in the comment section, of course. Some of you do that. But it's also okay to call me out when I make a mistake, when I say something that's absolutely not factual. You know, if I give you an, alter- an alternative fact, or I just totally misstate something, because... I listened to these, I've now done, this is episode 61, I've now listened to 60 of my episodes, and and inevitably, that's the worst word ever, inevitably, I think when you think about it, it's hard to say, if you don't think about it, just say it, it comes out, inevitably, every episode, I, I butcher something, I butcher a word, I misuse a word, or something like that, so feel free to call me out on it, say, hey Dave, Why did you say that? That doesn't make any sense. Did you mean to say this? Like, for instance, I used the word attacked, uh, uh, episode 60, that something would be attacked. And what I meant to say was attached. I don't know why I said attacked. But if you you are a regular listener to the show, then you know that I suffer from sleep deprivation and brain degradation. So rather than you sit there and say, wait a minute, that doesn't seem to make any sense at all. Why did he say that? Um, yeah, sometimes my premises are off. Sometimes just my words are off. It, it's, it, you never know what's going to be off. But I, I, I think I haven't made it through one entire episode with a, without a, making a mistake. So, and I never realized it until la- later. And I, lately I've been really trying to be conscious of it. And yet somehow I listen to it later and go, did I really say that? Boy, that's, that's so wrong. That's not the right word at all. Not even close. Like when you say attacked instead of attached. So that happens in episode 60. All right, so let's do it. How to win Powerball episode two, part two, whatever you want to call it. Let me just, uh, this is going to be another podcast about how to win Powerball. And also some of it will just be about Powerball or the lottery. So uh, not necessarily how to win. All right. um, 
one of the things I wanted to talk about. So I did the math. The math was pretty accurate about if I, uh, if me and Mrs. Dum Dum make a hundred thousand dollars a year gross, you know, it would take ten years to make a million. It would take a hundred years to make ten million, and to make four hundred and thirty million, which was the last Powerball jackpot, it would take us four thousand three hundred years to make that money. And then if you get the right numbers, you get it instantly. You get it within seconds, minutes, whatever. Uh, so I was accurate about that. That was pretty good. I did that math right off the top of my head. But one of the thoughts that I, I also said something about my son uh, saying to me about giving uh, giving $1 million to the first 430 people I meet, you know, just giving it away one $1 million at a time. And I listened back. I said, I don't think that makes any sense. Not the fact about giving away a million to 430 different people, just uh, the premise that I had. I can't remember exactly what it was. So disregard or regard it, but just understand, you know, take it with a grain of salt. There's a lot of sleep deprivation and brain degradation. And speaking of sleep deprivation and brain degradation, I actually tried this episode 61 yesterday on the way home. Uh, and I just fell apart. It was horrible. I have it in my phone. I'm not going to air it. I'm going to delete it. But um, I listened to it, and it was incredibly painful to listen to it because I just start to fall apart. I start to hallucinate. I start saying crazy things. It's. Um, I, I really wish I had editing equipment, and I would. I would do something, and I would, you know, you know, do the best of the best of the worst of. Dumbing it down with Dave. That's not really a bad idea. The best of, the worst of. And they're kind of like bloopers, but not really. Because I don't really know what I'm doing until after I've, I've uh, stopped the show and I listen to it. I go, oh, that's, that's kind of a blooper right there. That's totally not what I wanted to say. So it's just interesting to listen to how I fall apart. And then yesterday I, was, I started yawning like crazy. It was horrible. <laughs> it was really bad. But I trudged on through. And about 26 minutes later, I said goodbye and that was a struggle too, just to say goodbye. And I was in front of my house, and I was passing out in the, in the driver's seat. It was just really a painful episode to record, and a painful episode to listen back. But today, I feel like I'm in good spirits. I feel like I got good energy. So let's go. Uh, so one of the things that I talked about uh, with this Powerball is, yeah, let's say I did win 430 million. Let's say I wanted to keep a certain amount because there is a certain amount that I think you should keep. Of course, you should keep it. I mean, you're probably you're probably thinking, well, why wouldn't you? Well, because the money is cursed. Which another thing about this episode I want to mention, I don't know why I even play Powerball or the Mega Millions because it really I think I'm well, first of all, I'm a glutton for punishment. That's one. Check that off. I'm a glutton. Two, um I'm in denial as if I think it won't happen to me as far as my life will be ruined and I like the philanthropy philanthropy? they're not philanthropy how do you pronounce that? philanthropy philanthropist? philanthropist I don't know so whatever it was a guy who uh, you know is uh, generous with his money charities and so on and so forth there's a part of me that really relishes the idea like Wow, I can be that guy that goes around and helping people, you know. But I'm under the illusion or delusion, illusion, delusion. Wow. <laughs> okay, that 
I'm gonna be able to control it. Like I'm, I'm gonna, it's gonna be like I'm gonna feel good every time. Like every day, I'm gonna wake up, and go, wow. Today I give away money. Today I go help somebody. And uh, I think, I think I can see how it could become a problem, especially when people start coming to you. I know for me that would probably be the problem, where people start coming to me, and don't let me go to them. You know, I want to find them. I want to, I want to help them. I don't want them to come to me with their hand out. That would bother me. That would, that, that, I just know. It would just be like, oh, that's annoying. Listen, I, I'm going to find you and I'm going to help you. I don't need you coming to me. I haven't, even, I haven't even won the, the mega, the Powerball, but I already have these thoughts in my head. I have this thought that I'm going to drive around in some Winnebago, you know, driving the country uh, through these neighborhoods. And when I see a like a baseball field that's dilapidated, some inner city basketball court, I'm like, all right, I got to find the civic leaders here. And I got to somehow, you know, figure out what they need to get the youth of the neighborhood, you know, uh, living in better conditions. I don't know, you know, it's it's so ridiculous. I, I wouldn't know what to do with this money. I really wouldn't. But there's a part of me that really feels that I would be a great philanthropist. And I would help people. Not the ones that come to me. The ones that I go find. Okay, so let's just say, that, so th- there's that. Let's just say that I do want to get rid of this money. Alright, first of all, I'm 54 in August. So let's say I think I'm going to live to 84. That's a good number, right? 84, that's a good life. I think I can live longer. I think I can live to 100. So let's just say 30 years from this August. 30 years. So that means that I think 100,000 a year would get me through. Forget about the 401k. Forget about taxes. Forget all. Forget about all that. We're not. We're not getting involved in that. So 100,000 a year for the next 30 years. So that's three million. Three million for me, three three million for the wife. Let's just say I'm just making up these numbers. Six million. All right. So if I won four hundred and three, four hundred and thirty, I just need six to get me to eighty four. There is a four hundred one k that's gonna be around. Maybe there is an annuity. There is a, maybe social security. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna have to worry about it. But I think six million between my wife and I is enough to get me to 84. I think I could live on that. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm shortchanging myself. Maybe I should just round it off and go, okay, 10 million. 10 million is for me. The hundred and the other 420 million, I'm giving that away. Now I could make a list of people I know, starting from the closest family members down to friends and then acquaintances. I still wouldn't come up with 400 people. But I could give away a million to, to a million per, right? So my question is this. If I did that, if 420 people in the United States all were recipients of my philanthropy and they had a million dollars, forget about taxes, can't do that. We don't have time for that. I'm already going too long. I already feel like I've gone too long. I probably have like 10 minutes left. Um, what would be the effect on the economy? Would I be harming the economy? Would it be good for the economy? There's 50 states, right? So 420 people all receiving a million. 
Well, first of all, I'm not getting a lump sum payment. I wouldn't do the lump sum. I would do the, uh, you know, annual. So, you know, uh, it's, it's going to take a while. But just, just curious. If 420 people, and I blinked my eye, blink, boom, 420 people all across this country, 50 states, so 8 times 50 is uh, 400. So, um, uh, 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 so each state, let's say each state had 8.4. I think that would be the number. 8.4 recipients, almost eight and a half recipients getting a million. Eight for New York, eight for California, eight for Florida. That's how the math works out. If I try to divvy up 420 million and make sure that each state got eight recipients, I wonder if that would affect the economy. My guess is if they all started spending their money quickly, yes, maybe, but then again, I can I can see an economist saying to me, and I probably should write a letter to Freakonomics Radio because that's a show all about economics, and um, see what they say. You know, would there be a certain percentage that they would have to spend these 420 recipients of a million dollars? Would they have to spend it a certain amount? You know, every month, like what? You know, what would be the number where the economy would all of a sudden say, "Wait a minute, wow." We're, we're selling all this furniture. We're selling appliances. We're, we're, the economy is really growing. Four hundred twenty million is a lot of money, but does it make the economy move? Now, I'm curious about that, but I'm also curious even more locally. What would happen if I divvied up four hundred twenty million? I'm keeping ten for myself. So, by the way, I'll have money. I'll be going on vacations. I'll be buying houses. I'll be doing things. What would happen if? I divvied up that money just in my local counties. I live in Ulster County. That's one. Duchess is two. Putnam, three. Orange, four. Green, five. Columbia County, six. Maybe even Albany County, seven. So somewhere between five and seven counties. I bet you 420 million people within, you know, that all neighbor each other in about somewhere between five to seven counties. I wonder what kind of an impact that would have on this area. I wonder if it'd be, would it create a bubble or would it really be good? And what would be the speed of that money needing to be spent? I really should write this all up and send it to Freakonomics Radio. Maybe they'll mention my name. Maybe I'll get some publicity out of it. That, that would be a good thing too. That would be good for me. Because I'm not winning the lotto. I'm not. I didn't win the Mega Ball, the, the Mega, whatever, the Power Ball. So I'm not 420 million dollars richer than I want to be. Anyway, so those were some thoughts that I, I had. I'm curious what you think. Let me know. Lisa, uh, comments in the show, in the uh, comments in the uh, comment section here on Spreaker, or you're f- more than welcome to email me some sort of long, elaborate email at dummingitdownwithdave at yahoo.com. Dumbing it down with Dave, dumb with a B, and then there's also Twitter. That's also done with Dave. Um, and one of the things I also mentioned was the intelligence. One of the things I didn't really elaborate on, uh, one of my mis, mis facts or whatever, I said something about the intelligence, uh, the median intelligence of a, of a, a United States American. <laughs> um, I made a comment and I didn't really follow through on the thought because I got distracted. I distracted myself. But I am kind of curious about people do they have the intelligence to handle 
winning $430 million. For instance, every time somebody wins a big jackpot and then they claim it and I see them on TV in a week or two, I always say to myself, loser, moron, there's no way you got your life together that quickly. And what I mean by getting your life together, I envision a lot of things happening. If I won, if I had that ticket in my hand and then I put it in the safe deposit box, I've jumped up and down, I've celebrated, I've done all that. And I know I got this money coming. I'm getting a team together, a trustworthy team, a trustworthy accountant, a trust. I don't know how I would find that person. I've never had $400 million before. I've never had a million dollars before. I've never really even had 100000 before. So how do I know what accountant in my little local redneck small town part of the country knows how to work money like that? Um, I need a lawyer. I need an accountant. Uh, I also, uh, I would hire my therapist. Her, I trust implicitly. I trust her implicitly. But then again, I've never seen her react to some one of her clients winning $430 million. Maybe she'd lose her mind. It's kind of funny that my therapist would lose her mind. But anything is possible. But I would hire her to be my, my conscience, you know, to see things from a third-person perspective, you know, to let me know, hey, Dave, I, I've been listening, I've been watching, you're kind of acting in this particular way. Are you comfortable with that? You know, maybe, uh, maybe you lost sight of reality. So I would hire her implicitly. Absolutely. So yes, yeah, so you got a lawyer, you got an accountant, and I have a therapist. I have, a, I have a, somebody who's aware. I don't know who else I would need. A publicist? Maybe. Maybe a publicist. Because, you know, when you win that much money, people want to talk to you. And I got to keep people at a distance. Because I've never handled that before. Like I said, winning the Powerball, it's got to be a curse. And when people answer the call quickly, you know, they claim their ticket quickly. I'm always curious about that. That's what I mean about getting your life together. you got to have a team in place to make sure that you're protected. Make sure that you don't get harmed. Oh, I would also hire security, of course. Yeah. So, I, oh, here's another thing I realized. Episode one, I come off sounding very paranoid. I come off sounding very paranoid. Or you can say, no, Dave, you're not paranoid. You're, uh, you're being very cautious. Well, however you want to interpret it, sounded paranoid to me. And I don't deny it. Because it's a big deal. Winning the Powerball is a big deal. And as much as I think it's a big deal and it's a curse and it probably would ruin my life, I'm a glutton and I'd love to give it a shot. I always buy a ticket when the jackpot gets big which is also kind of funny because right now I think the Powerball is 53 million and the Mega is like 70 some odd million and somehow that doesn't register with me even though I've done the math it doesn't register with me that that's a lot of money like my $2 ticket is not worth it it's not worth losing $2 for 53 million knowing very well that that would take me about 530 years to make 53 million Oh boy, take up the yards. So, uh, I should be playing them all. I should be subscribing or doing something, but for some reason, I'm just not intrigued 
when it's less than $100 million. I don't know why. It's ridiculous. Any millions I make are good millions. All right. What else is on this piece of paper? Um, I said something about... I made a joke, something about light years. That um, I was talking about uh, earning, you know, a million dollars in 10 years and a hundred million dollars in a thousand years, whatever it was. Uh, I see the brain degradation is happening right now because I'm, I'm sleep deprived. Uh, I mentioned this thing about light, light years. Light years is a measure of distance. Light speed, which is like the speed of light, that's, you know, that's a speed measure. So, whatever I mentioned about speed, disregard. About light years, disregard. I meant to say light speed, not light years. Uh, yeah, so that's it. That's all the notes I wrote. Yeah, I don't think most Americans are, are equipped to handle such a, such a victory. I think they're all destined for some loss. You know, some some horrible thing because family comes out of the woodwork. Everybody comes out of the woodwork. It's got to be, and it's a shame you can't go uh, incognito here in, the, in New York. I don't know about the rest of the states. Here you can't claim your prize and uh, not be photographed and all that stuff. They make you part of oh, excuse me part of some campaign because you're you're the big winner. I also wondered if nobody in the lottery office knows what I look like when I first go to claim my ticket why wouldn't I go in disguise I always picture like some sort of cowboy hat some straw some you know, you know wicker uh, a cowboy hat that's kind of wicker um, and uh, I would bushy up my mustache or my beard you know bushy it up a little bit make it look a little sloppy and uh I'd probably buy some expensive toupee to wear under my hat so I wouldn't even look at all like me. Because once I leave the lotto office and I have my money and all that stuff, I don't want to be recognized. I want to be un- I want to be unrecognizable. So the thing to do would be to go claim your ticket and all that good stuff, whatever you got to do, but you know, claim it in costume, claim it in disguise. This way, if they take your picture, they're not really taking your picture. They're taking a picture of somebody that looks like you. Oh, hold on a second. I think being paranoid is probably the best way to go. It sounds a little crazy, but I think that's the best way to go. You really need to cover all your bases. You need to make your house safe. Well, first of all, I think I'd move. You know, there's that balance between fantasy and reality. I'm not going to do the fantasy show where I go, okay, I buy a NASCAR team and I do this. Listen, I got a lot of highfalutin ideas what I would do with $430 million or $420 million or whatever I would have. But, you know, that's your pie of the sky because you have to protect yourself. I'm vulnerable. You're vulnerable. I would be absolutely vulnerable. I, I consider changing my name. I would consider changing my name. Of course, changing my phone number. Or keeping my number now, but creating something totally private. Where I would call the people that I knew I could trust and say, Hey, I got this number. So, they'll look for me. You know, like you normally would. 
uh, I have your number and I'll, 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 I'll call you. Something like that. Is that what I wanted to say? Well, I might have had my first sleep deprivation moment of the show. Anyway, paranoia I think would be good. You got to cover your bases. Move, change your name, you know, go away for a while. Let everybody think you're, you're goners. I don't know. Yeah. Because who wants to deal with all that? Anyway, listen. Before I get too insane with the yawning and the sleep deprivation and the brain degradation, let's call this a show. I probably have more stuff to add. I'm going to listen to episode 60 again and 61. And if necessary, I'll do episode 3. How to win Powerball episode 3. And you know, we'll talk about... Maybe we'll talk about disbursement of funds. I mean, we've talked about that a little bit, but... Nah, we'll see. Let me listen to the other uh, the 1661, and then I'll let you know. I'll come back with 63, and maybe we'll move on to something else. But this is a nice diversion from politics. You know, I'm a little tired of the whole politics thing. And I'm not a politician, and I'm not uh, one of those... Uh, one of those guys they hired to be on TV to, to talk politics. So that's not my area of strength. I, I, don't, I, I know what I don't know. Or I don't know what I don't know, but I know what I feel. All right, anyway. All right, folks, let's go, right? Yeah, that's nice and early, 25 minutes, all right? Let's do that, and then I'll see you in episode 63. Goodbye, good day. Oh, oh did I mention Alex Exum does the intro at the top of the show? Alex Exum. I keep on forgetting to mention Alex Exum does the intro at the beginning of the show. And i like to thank uh, John. John. Uh-oh. i like to thank... Uh, well, thank. Who am I thanking? Oh, I'm so tired. See why? See how that happened so fast? Um, Linda from Awesome Insanity Surfers doing a great job. And also Jeffrey, the spark from from uh, taking over the globe. And uh, who else? Uh, Tamara. She's got that book show. Look up Tamara. Uh, shelf Addiction. It's all good. All right. That's it. I did my plugs. Did I do the? Did I do the? Oh, I didn't do. I didn't do the mileage report, did I? The mileage report brought to you by ComedyPipe.com. ComedyPipe.com. Two hundred twenty-eight thousand eight hundred and eighty-three. Wow. Two hundred twenty-eight thousand eight hundred and eighty-three miles on my two thousand eight Kia Rio LX, and that was brought to you by the people of Comedy Pipe. ComedyPipe.com. Wherever you are in the world, Wednesday nights at eight o'clock. It's time for Pipe Dream Live, and that occurs in the. ComedyPipe.com Comedy Network Studios <laughs> There you go Alright, that's it Goodbye, good day, good night, good luck Good riddance, Godspeed, and farewell Take care <laughs>